Welcome to another episode of Quarter for the Payphone. I'm your, I'm your host, Brigadier Jones. With me, I have Rock and Jess. Jess? J- J- Can't. Jess? Why are you doing this to me? Because... <laughs> Uh, that was great. I'm doing it because uh, of our. Oh, I topic. swear! I thought you were going to continue, and I was just thinking, can he make this through the whole episode like this? I'm still doing it. I'm still. I'm still recording. No, I know. I I meant the vid- the oh, voice. Oh no! Oh no! I wasn't going to do it. I thought voice. you were continuing with the voice. No way! I would need like um a lozenger for that. Mm-hmm. What up, Jess? Work. Hey, man. Knee. What's up, Fred? Manfred. You haven't called me Manfred in a while. Did I used to call you Manfred? You called me Manfred a couple times. Huh. I think I should bring him back, so. Yeah. Bring Official. Officially. Yeah, we'll do it now. What's today? The 10th? The 9th? The 8th. 8th? Way off. How today dare you? Today's the 8th? Today's the 8th. Are we sure? Yeah. According to my watch here. Okay, April 8th, 2019. Manfred is back. Manfred Brigadier Jones just changed his yeah. name to Manfred. Oh, one thing I do want to share with you uh, during the podcast, if it looks like I'm making a weird face at you, my left eye won't stop twitching for some reason. It's been doing it for two weeks now. Weird. It happens this time every year. It has to be allergies or something. So when somebody's talking, they think I'm like... Having a stroke? (laughs) Yeah, but no, it's just my left eye. So if it throws you off, just call me Left Eye Lopez. Okay, done. (sighs) Manfred Left Eye Lopez. (laughs) Manfred, Manfred, Left Eye, Lopez, MLL, cool, May. Hey, wanted to talk to you about something. I feel like movie news, things always happen when we, like... Take a break. Take a break. <laughs> well, not, t- we're not taking a break. No, it's just, we just in between our recordings. Yeah, we were going to record, like, every other week. Jess and I have such a hectic schedule. We're, we're constantly touring, like, with our podcasts and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's just a rough life, but someone has to entertain our fans and we and we always pick a day to record and they're like let's do it and then a fan comes in to like get an autograph and it's nothing work related so no no nothing to do with our personal lives at all thanks jess what did you think i played it for you yes what did you think of that joker trailer uh it's so good yeah it looks really good and i think that we've made it clear how i feel about comic book movies but it looks so good. Yeah. I was, my jaw dropped. It was, a, my mom, I sent it to my mom uh, last week. I think it came out last Tuesday. And she called me the next day. She's like, I've watched it like 20 times already. Yeah. Like She's like, I can't stop watching that trailer. It's creepy. It's so good. It's, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Is it canon? No. So it's going to be, it's going to be its own thing because, Joker really doesn't have an origin story. Different okay. interpret like I hear yes and no. Like The Killing Joke is a comic book by Alan Moore that shows uh the Joker's origins, but it's not canon really. Okay. So mm-hmm. the best way to put the Joker is he really doesn't nobody knows who he is. That's what gotcha. makes him mysterious. But I'm interested to see like what they're gonna do with this character. His name's Arthur Fleck. So and it's set in the eighties. Did you catch that watching the trailer? Like, it's not, it's a period piece. I didn't, I didn't really, but that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, a lot of people in this movie, Joaquin Phoenix, my mom brought this up when we were watching or when she watched the trailer that certain scenes with him and his underwear was very Silence of the Lamish when he's dancing yeah. around with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, Robert De Niro's in it. Did you catch that mm-hmm. in the trailer? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Like, the first three times I watched it, I was like, who's that dude dancing? I was just like, oh, that looks like Robert De Niro. Yeah, but no, no, I was just more like, oh, yeah, there's a cool Joker thing. <laughs> um, in the trailer, there's a theory that a little... My mom told me all of this, too. I'm like, how, how did you have time to, like, read all of this? That um, in the trailer it's caused a little bit of controversy where you know he's making the little kids smile yes that that's a little too much Um. it's a little creepy and i'm like "Mm, it's it's joker and two there's a theory that that kid in the movie is bruce wayne oh so if you haven't seen the joker trailer check it out because you'll probably watch it like 20 times and the song is so catchy Mm -hmm. the smile song Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i don't know jess well it comes out this year if it uh, I was going to say October, is that what it October. Said? Yeah, because I was supposed to take a break from comic book movies. But does this count? Is this something? I mean, do I get a pass on this? I one? yeah, I think that it technically shouldn't count. Yeah. Okay. It's this movie's not meant for kids either. I heard it's going to be like a hard rated R. Well, that makes sense. It, yeah. Is it looks very dark? Yeah. I'm I'm for it. And the paint, like at first, I didn't like his makeup job. Yeah, we talked about that. How it looks like John. What's his name? Gacy? Yeah. Um, but it obviously is meant to because he is a clown. Yeah. So, um, like I said, that is that is a little too much. That hits home a little bit on that one because that's real. You know, that yeah. happened. But uh, Cut to another year of people dressing up as clowns uh, coming out of woods and scaring people. Oh, no. You know what comes out? October. It. it yeah. It's, we're going to have back-to-back clown Clowns. Movies. What a bad time to be a clown. And then Hollywood's going to run out of ideas and they're be like, I know, It versus Joker. Great. And it's, yeah. They're both Warner Brother properties, too. Hmm. Warner Brothers is starting a clown thing. It's, Ooh. Yeah. It's weird. Do you think that um, something happened to, like, one of their, like, big like, wigs? One of the big wigs is just like, I my dad clowns. used to be a clown. <laughs> I'm going to just... I'm going to end those clowns once and for all. I Have you ever seen that horror movie, Clown? Uh, No, but we talked... Isn't... We talked about it, right? Where, like, doesn't he, like, bite off a kid's arm or something? Yeah. Like, okay. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't like kids dying anyway in movies. Like, it is a little too much. But, yeah, they show kids getting eaten in the movie and yeah. killed. It's like, what's the point? But um, that movie started off as a uh, fake movie trailer. And... In the in the trailer, they put Eli Eli Roth's name in it, but okay. I guess that caught his attention, and he produced. Is that all it takes? <laughs> <laughs> we should. Because what are we doing? Yeah, that's all we got to do. Um, and he, if, if I understand correctly, like he produced the movie. Um, and then we'll jump into our topic here. I just thought of something as I was talking about this. For this clown movie, the guy who directed that, John Watts, also directed. The new Spider-Man movie, right? Okay. Horror movie director. Sam Raimi, who directed the first three, Spider-Man uh, horror movie director. I think a lot of mm. Marvel hire... I think they hire a lot of horror movie independent people to see what they can do. Let's let's get a little jump scare in there and then make yeah. it a kid's film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold on, though. Before we get to oh, our topic... yes, you have to tell I me have something. Linked, okay. And it plays along with this, like, Joker's coming back, comic book movies, the whole thing. Okay. So... I watched this YouTube video, and it was Paul Joseph Watson, which I don't... It was just... You know, before you sign in, when they recommend things, so it uh-huh. has nothing to do with what you watch. It was one of those things. But 
the title of it was is our culture hitting a dead end which mm. we've talked about before yeah. with like all of the sequels and all of that stuff so but he talked about all of the other aspects too like with music we have all of these holograms and there are now like museums in LA where they just have holograms of old musicians playing all day long so you'll see a Billy Holiday concert because it's just her hologram what is I where's this place in LA did they say uh I don't I, I don't know um that is interesting I think I think we have hit a dead end a long time ago with movies. I mean, so with movies, then he made a point. So also with music, then all of this discussion of Michael Jackson again, like that keeps coming back, mm-hmm. but it's been so many years since he's been gone. Then they talked about TV and how Netflix is willing to pay a hundred million dollars to keep friends for one year, or mm-hmm. it did the same thing for the office. Yeah. Then with movies, um, we don't just have sequels and franchises, but or sequels and remakes, but also the franchises because it's gotten so expensive to make things now because they're continuously having to outdo each other mm. that rather than take a risk, they know that they're going to benefit from making another franchise. That is true. Movie. Um, I think with movies, though, like you have to have you have to have a hit or something like Disney and Marvel, that cinematic universe. I know how you feel about it, but that's a very smart move. Like people keep on coming back. Right. And that's why they do it because they know. But if you don't have a hit, like, I don't like, was it like, okay. Divergence compared to like hunger games. Like Mm -hmm. I just felt like they were just making the divergent movies to be like, Oh, they'll come aboard someday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those movies. I want to watch hunger games. But. Um, I saw the first Hunger Games mm-hmm. movie. I saw the first Divergent movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's the same kind of like if you're a fan of one, you'll be a fan of the other. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, no, I I, I want to watch that video, but yeah, we. Hit it was it just down. really interesting because I never thought of it from that aspect of. I just thought we've run out of ideas, but mm-hmm. no, it's like why would they take a risk and make this movie when they know that they would actually make which obviously is the point of making a movie like this whole point of the industry is to make money yeah so um i don't know like there was uh we watched uh talking about just good movies before we jump into our topic i've been like showing my girlfriend different movies that she hasn't like seen or i don't think would be into and i know it's lame but i i like the mission impossible franchise so we started watching that Mm -hmm. and kind of talking about what you're saying like yeah, it's a hit. They're going to keep on making these movies. But then I went from that and I put on one hour photo with Robin Williams uh-huh. and I'm watching it. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is a great movie. And it's very, you're like very uncomfortable watching it. It's mm-hmm. just really eerie and not right. But you're on this journey with Robin Williams. But something like that, it's like Hollywood's not going to, like you're saying, make expend a whole mm-hmm. lot making a movie like that. Right. When they, I think they need to. Uh, you don't need to make a sequel for everything. Right. Yeah. That being said, I saw um, the trailer for Pet C- the new Pet Cemetery, and it looks like it's going to be so good. I heard it's good. I think it's out. Is it? Yeah. We should do a movie trip. What are we doing? <laughs> All right. Thanks Let's for uh, listening. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks so much. Um, but talking about comic book being like 
I'm I'm serious with my comic book stance. Like I haven't seen Shazam, and I hear it's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Aquaman. Like I'm just getting tired. Aquaman didn't do that well though, did no, it? No, it did. It did. did it? Yeah. Oh, Critically, it like... was like mediocre, but like it, I think it Maybe made a billion dollars. Because I just felt like I didn't really hear anything about it. Yeah. Can I? Okay. I I have to share something with you because I talked to my uncle about this since we're talking about movies and stuff, and I heard a conspiracy thing. Like I'm not. You know me, like, when it comes to, like, movie politics, that's, like, whatever. I don't care. Movies are movies. Um, okay, so I told you I saw Captain Marvel. Do we talk about that? Shit, like, I saw Captain Marvel. I don't think we talked about it, no. It, it's fine. Like, I, I, I was entertained. I, you know, whatever Brie Larson said, you know, who cares? Like, I just don't care. I just want to watch the movie mm-hmm. for what it is. Um, but I did hear a weird theory, and I'm not saying this is what Disney is doing, but it made me think. So, um... I went to go watch Captain Marvel the second open, like the second week. And so my girlfriend and I went to the theater and there was two other couples there. Like we had the whole theater to ourselves. Okay. So then I, I, I'm a nerd. So I read box office reports and they say that, you know, it's still doing well. It did drop off. Mm -hmm. Um, it's second week. A lot of movies do that, but it's still making a lot of money. So I was like, Oh, interesting. You know, when we went, maybe it was a fluke, not, not that the theater should have been packed. Maybe we just went on a weird hour. Mm-hmm. So last week I was talking to my uncle. And uh, shout out to Carlos. Uh, he uh, was telling me that he he's all in the Marvel movies. And he brought up Captain Marvel. And I told him the story about how I went. And there was like barely anybody in the theater. He's like, no, I went too. He's like, I live near the city. And I went too. And there was nobody in the theater. So mm-hmm. there's this weird conspiracy theory that because Disney wants the movie to make to look good, that they've just been purchasing tickets. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know, but Disney. it did bug me a bit, but he said the exact same thing, and he lives, you know, on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. So, mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. There's I'm going to go no tonight, one. and if there's nobody in there, it's fifth <laughs> week being open, I know something's up. <laughs> okay, so this topic that we're going to talk about today, who was this just a collab between you and I like I think so yeah Yeah. like I mentioned a movie and then we're like oh let's do this and you're like I think you had the better idea so we turned it into a two-parter because of me oh it's good yeah it has to be I forgot we are doing a two-parter yeah yeah um we are gonna talk about uh best fake movie bands fictional I wrote it down in a way that made more sense because I was like how do we describe this just fictional movie bands and when we end the episode, we'll talk about how we came up with that idea. Because I confess to watching good. a so movie. Good. <laughs> um, One of the best movies. I've so. been okay. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. But I've been watching clips from that movie, and my favorite. My favorite line is, "It's not what you think." <laughs> my favorite line is one of the characters going, "Don't you be stolen on Capricorns." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know exactly what you're talking about. <sighs> uh, Okay, so how do we want to do this? Uh, we uh, we want to rate them, right? Like, how we were rating it by story, song, and band. Talent. Talent, okay. Yes, like, did the actors have to be dubbed, or did they actually play? <sighs> okay, I know for one that I really do enjoy, I know the actors had to, like, yeah. been dubbed. Yeah, Um. So do you want to talk about the... the we, have, we have multiple, I think we have eight altogether, nine movies we want to talk about. Yeah, I have four. Do you have five? possibly (laughs) let's see here uh but i'll let you go first okay so here so 
I'll rank them going in, like, I'll start with my lowest first. Mm-hmm. But I want to say lowest just means out of my options that I chose, this is how I feel. Okay. I don't, don't, I don't want anyone coming at me for my choices. Okay. You know. Good good disclaimer. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone. Um, so number four for me is Almost Famous. I watched that for the first time last year. Okay. So <laughs> I would say... That would be my number four because, like you said before we started recording, there aren't really songs from the Stillwater band that you would necessarily remember. Uh-huh. But I think story-wise, it's great. Well, it's story. It's you. You know the story, right? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it's Cameron Crowe, but right. that's his. It's his story. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Like he was a reporter for Rolling Stone, so he's talking about his experience on the road with um, bands. So, yeah, which is awesome. It's a great story. What's her name? Uh, who's the... Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson and her... Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel is, is in it. it. You're yeah. right. She's and his sister, right? the mother is in it, too. Frances, Frances McDormand. McDormand. Yeah. yeah. I always said Frances McDowell. Which, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, a cute little story about um, Cameron Crowe's mom and mm-hmm. Frances McDormand, where his mom was coming to set for one day, because I think she has a cameo. And he was trying to keep them separate uh-huh. because he didn't want Frances McDormand to be influenced and change her character or anything. Uh-huh. And so he worked really hard to keep them separate the entire day. And uh-huh. then he had to, like, leave the set for a second or something. And he came back and they were having lunch together. Oh, no. <laughs> so. The mothers know. Mothers know when they to do. just. Yeah. yeah. You know that she just saw her across the room and thought, that's supposed to be me. Yep. And I'm boom. Gonna, I'm going to wait till my... Hey, parents happened. are good at that. Mothers are good at that. And mothers are also good at something I call the paralyzing pitch. No matter what you're doing, <laughs> when you're, you know, you know, it's just, it'll stop you in your tra- tracks and you kind of seizure a bit. They're like, ah, and you're like, uh, uh, uh. Yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now my mom would just like, I knew I messed up when I was a kid. Cause I'd be playing outside with my friends. Like if I broke something or shoved it under the couch, my mom would find it within like five minutes. And all of a sudden I would just hear man. Ah! And I would just like oh, convulse like right. in the middle of tag and people were like, you're it. And I'm like, no, it's unfair. <laughs> you faint. Yeah. Like, oh, no, guys, I got to go. I'll probably see you in a month. When I'm free again. When I'm free. So yeah. two months. Yeah. And then also I wouldn't necessarily just pop it in on a Saturday afternoon. You know, I think that it's a deeper story. You have to pay attention to it. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, Jason Lee. Yes. And Billy. Uh, Crudup. Crudup. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, he's good in Big Fish. I have not seen that movie. He's also good in Watchmen. I know. I haven't seen that movie either. But he's really good in Watchmen. That's by choice, though. Yeah, I... I, (laughs) Sorry. No. Oh, I know. I know my friend. Anyway, so that's my number four. Number four. Here's one of my picks, because I do have... Did uh, you... You ranked them, didn't you? Um, no, I thought we were going to kind of oh, discuss... Oh, we're sharing like, them, and then we'll rate them together? Yeah. Like a team? Yes. Oh, okay. So, one of the movies that I remember, and it was on this list, um, was CB4. I don't know what that is. CB4 starts off like a... It has Chris Rock, Chris Elliott. Uh, I'm doing this from memory... Charlie Murphy. Okay. Uh, what's his name from uh he's he was a Saturday Night Live. Uh uh Phil Hartman. Ooh, okay. I think Phil Hartman's in it. 
Um, it was directed by, oh, what's her name? I want to say Tamara Davis. I could be wrong. She also directed Half-Baked and I think one of the Adam Sandler movies. But CB4 starts off like a, a, like a mockumentary, but huh. it's based on uh, NWA. But CB4 stands for a cell block four. Oh. And they spoof instead of straight out of Compton, it's straight out of low cash. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the plot the, of the movie is Chris Rock plays like one of the like hardest gangsters ever in this group. But it turns out he stole his image from this guy named Gusto, who's who's Charlie Murphy's character. And he gets out of jail and he's going to kill Selbach for. Oh, yeah, wow. it's so funny. I don't think it did well, but I mean, it's definitely like I know you would enjoy it. It's hilarious. Um, I heard a a coworker told me a story just the other day about Eddie Murphy and Charlie Murphy playing basketball with Prince. It's uh, you've never seen that. It's a Dave Chappelle episode. It's Charlie Murphy. That's what I said. Charlie Murphy and Eddie Murphy. No, just Charlie play. Murphy plays basketball with Prince. Oh, yeah. I was told that it was a true story. I was not told that it was. No, it, it is a true oh, story. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I don't think Eddie Murphy played. I think Charlie Murphy just played with Prince. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. But we should watch it when it's when we're done recording. <laughs> we should. CB4 is hilarious. Um, it even makes fun of, it's not just rap, but like what was happening around that time. And uh, I remember it. I've always watched the TV version because there's no way I could have watched that when I was little, mm-hmm. even though sometimes I'm like, yeah, my parents let me watch Terminator 2 when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I want to do that as a watch with us. Like, you, you'll crack up for sure. There's one song that I it's not that I can't sing. I'm just I'm going to ruin it if I don't mm-hmm. like I remember the words. But Subwalk Floor is pretty funny. But uh, Charlie Murphy I'm not sure if that's he I think he was in other things, but I'm not sure if that's his first like his first big role, but he's barely in it. So I honestly didn't know until my coworker was telling me that story. I didn't know that Eddie Murphy had a brother. Charlie Murphy. So I'm sorry. He's faint like he uh was in the Chappelle show a lot. That's how that gotcha. excuse me story came about. Actually Are you okay? Yeah, I have the hiccups as um my girlfriend's little one likes to call them the meekups. <laughs> She goes, I have the makeups. That's the best. She's like, I have the makeups in my mouth. <laughs> I'm like, then get them out of there. <laughs> At first, I didn't know what she was talking about. She's You're like, like I have makeups in my you? mouth. I'm like, spit it out. <laughs> You're choking. You're choking on makeups. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave her these makeups? Get back here. <laughs> she took my makeups. I thought she was saying makeup. Oh. Uh, I was like, oh, no. But it was hiccups. Huh. What's your next pick, Jess? So I think you're talking about this too, but that thing you do. Yes. I love yeah. that thing you do. Classic. So good. so good. Written and directed by Tom Hanks. Yes, which he wrote, you probably know this, but he wrote it um, during press tours for Forrest Gump. Oh, I didn't know that. He was so bored, I guess, in between that he was working on it. Yeah, no, I love downtime. that thing you do. Yeah. Great cast too. Yes. And what I love is that it is a great cast, like, now we would consider it, but then a lot of them are just starting out. No, that that is true. Which is really cool. Um, I was expecting just being a kid and, you know, maybe he'll be a listener one day, but Tom Ever Scott, is that his name, yeah. the drummer? Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be bigger. Yeah. Growing up. He was on uh, Grace Under Fire, I think, as her son. He was oh. on the TV show. And he's in a sci-fi show right now. I think it's... 
some Z Nation. I think he's in Z Nation. Oh, okay. But um, Steve Zahn is so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the guy who plays, and I used to know his name, the lead singer. Yeah, I don't know his name. And then... But the, Liv Tyler's in it. Liv Tyler. And even the guy who plays uh, the bass player, he was in... He was Rusty's... Was he Rusty in oh, Vegas Vacation? Yeah, and uh, Ethan Embry. He's also in Empire Records. Yeah. But yes. so is Liv Tyler, so... Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Giovanni Rabisky. I'm messing his name up. Yes. As the first drummer. But that thing you do, great movie. It's just... Uh, I always took it as a tribute to maybe the... Beatles Mm -hmm. and 60s music, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, great soundtrack. I had the soundtrack growing up as a kid. Um, I think the first six songs are The Wonders. The Oneiders. The the, the Oneiders. No, Oneiders. The Oneiders. (laughs) And then then it's The Herdsman, which it's uh, the lead singer. I forget his... What's the lead singer's name? Not the actor, but his... I don't know. My dad watches this movie like every other month. He's going to hate... Yeah, he's going to listen so to this. He's like, you've grown, he w- you grew up with this movie. He won't care about me because he doesn't know me, but he'll be very disappointed. He's like, <laughs> the Onnet- hey, that's the Onnetters. Um, <laughs> uh, that thing you do. I had the soundtrack. Um, it's a really good Tom Hanks film. I'm surprised. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if he's made anything else, directed a movie. I don't know. But uh, Playtones, the record label Playtones, uh-huh. I think that's something he owns because Playtones does show up in other movies and for oh. soundtracks and stuff like that. Um, I have some of that thing you do facts in my head. Uh, the guy who I think sang the song, mm-hmm. what is the lead singer of Fountains from Wayne? Uh, wrote the song, I think. He didn't sing it? I don't think so. I think oh. that he wrote it because they won a con. It was part of a contest that the band won. Oh, I thought he sang it too. I've been telling people this for years. Maybe he so. did. No, Maybe. no, you're, you might be right. Because if I listen, it sounds like him a little bit. What else does Fountains of Wayne sing? Stacy's mom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could be. I should have done my research before. I should have too. You'd yeah. think with two of us, <laughs> someone would have someone done Someone would job. have done it, but nope. Um, what else for that thing you do? Uh, Liv Tyler had the biggest crush on Charlize Theron's in that movie too. Yeah. Before Mighty Joe Young. Mm-hmm. We just watched Fate of the Furious last night, and she's the villain in that, and... Spoilers, she does something really bad in the movie, like really bad. And my girlfriend was just sitting there and she's like, that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And she's never seen those movies, but she was like invested in this one because of Charlize Theron. She's like, what a bitch. Wow. <laughs> like, Calm down. Language. <laughs> that was so loud. <laughs> uh, for me, it's number three, though, because they were dubbed and it wasn't the actual. Yeah. And you could tell like when Steve Zahn is singing. The other guy looks like he could be singing that thing you do. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But when Steve's on singing, it's like, no, you're not singing that song. Um, yeah, I would say we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I might put it in three. It could be my number one. Whoa. All right. Do, you brought up that thing you do, right? I did. We both have the same movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also we. OK, you said Old Brother well, out there doesn't count, right? So we discussed context for listeners. We discussed that we had both also come up with movies that just had a band in them. I mm. mentioned Wild Stallion. But. but I think we stick to the movie was actually about the band. Okay. So my next pick, and it's a really good movie, came out 2016, Sing Street. 
Which is, I also have not seen. You, I've made like the recommendation like 20 times already. It's so. true. I know. I'm sorry. Sing Street Train has left the building. Nah, that doesn't make any sense. This Sing Street Train has left the building. <laughs> How big was the train? Um, it's, it takes place. Uh, it takes place like in the mid '80s, and it's about this kid from Dublin who wants to impress this girl he sees like sitting on the sidewalk. So he goes up and talks to her and says he's starting a band, and that's it. And his parents are going through a divorce and. There's some deep moments in the movie, but it's so funny. And the kids, the kids actually sing their own songs. I'm not sure if all of them play the music, but I know the two leads play their own um, music. It's great soundtrack. It's so good. Nice. I would sing for everybody, but I think we'd get a copyright strike. Mm-hmm. And we, I didn't supply everybody with enough headphones, like earmuffs, so it'd mm-hmm. just be terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Sing Street would probably be... I don't want to rate it yet, but oh gosh, it might be. <laughs> it could be my number one. I have a few more to talk about. I actually know what my number one's going to be, but it's is it, close. Is it that thing you do? No, no, okay, okay. no, not at all. Sing Street. Yeah, you've talked about the, that a lot, so I probably should. I, I know. It. I'm telling you, like, I know my friend. You will like it. Like, you will like Sing Street. It's so good. I even my mom. Like, I think my mom doesn't like everything I like mm-hmm. as far as movies. Because, like, I'll be watching Silence of the Lambs. She's like, ugh. But it's good. (laughs) It is good. But I can also understand where she would say, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's one scary poodle on that movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Check out Sing Street Jess. But what's your next pick? Uh, My next one is This is Spinal Tap. Gosh dang it. That was on my list. I know. That's my number one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that for you. Yeah. Yes. I love Spinal Tap. Oh, and shout out to Liz. One of our listeners, she loves Spinal Tap. In fact, she texted me uh, a few weeks ago asking me when we were going to do a Spinal Tap episode. And I think we should just dedicate a whole episode to Spinal Tap. Yeah, we definitely could. So good. I learned that there, and big fans of this will already know this, but um, so you know how there are some scenes where the band members in their interviews have like cold sores and stuff i learned that it was because there was a whole other like plot where there was this female band that was supposed to be touring with them or opening with them or Uh something and gave them i did not know that yeah um directed by rob reiner Mm -hmm. i think it's 82 that movie came out maybe 82 uh yes yeah Uh uh-huh and i think it was supposed to be spoofing quiet riot i don't know I thought it was just a general... No, I think they were actually supposed to be spoofing another okay. band or music genre at the time. Okay. But great cast, uh, Christopher Guest, mm-hmm. Harry Shearer, mm-hmm. and uh, Michael... Is it McKean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That... You could tell there's a lot of improv in that movie. Yeah, well, I think it so mainly well. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, best lines in the movie. This is one of Liz's. She always cracks up when we watch the movie when... Girls are, like, terrified of us because we have armadillos in our trousers. And she just goes around she, saying that? She adds, she's like, armadillos in their trousers. <laughs> or when he gets busted with the uh, zucchini through the mm-hmm. airport. That's mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I love Spinal Tap. That's in my top ten, like, movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It goes Blade Runner, Spinal Tap, Ghostbusters. There's huh. no particular order. It's just oh, movies just, I would those have. Are your top. Yeah. Okay. Your um, Desert Island movies? Yeah. Okay. Spinal Tap is in it. I can never get sick of that movie. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think uh, the song. Oh, you know, well, that thing you do, I don't think we should we should go back real quick to recap. So we talked about CB4, the song from there, Straight Out of Low Cash. That thing you do, mm-hmm. the song is That Thing You Do. Mm-hmm. Um, Spinal Tap has a few, but I'm not sure if it's known for one song. Right, and that's why it's my number two. Really? Yeah. What was the other band? Oh, I'm forgetting one movie we talked Sing Street. Yes. I think might be known for Drive It Like You Stole It. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's almost a tribute to uh, uh, Holland Oates' Man Eater. Okay. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, But also the reason why it's up higher on my list is because the actors are all actually talented musicians. Yes. And they played everything. Yeah. They, uh, one of the songs that I like on the Spinal Tap soundtrack is listen to what the flower people say. <laughs> It's very 60s and Beatle-ish, but it's, I listen to it all the time. And Cups and Cakes. <laughs> and Give Me Some Money. You know what? That's a good, that's a good movie, I think. <laughs> now you're like, actually, I think there are songs that they remembered. Yeah, Ed, remembered. Ba- Ed Bakley Jr. is in that movie, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think his name was Stumpy Peter, whatever. But it's very small cameo. Yeah. Uh, I also learned that, this is sad, but the actor that played Father Joe, um, I think it's just a small like role. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Thank you. Um, he apparently was like tried to commit suicide the night before he started filming. And so and it didn't he wasn't successful, but then he had so much fun filming and had so much fun on the set that he he attributes that to him like pulling out of his depression Jeez, there was um, interesting that reminds me of a different band like an actual story i don't want to mess this up there's an oasis song called talk tonight and it's about noel gallagher being on top of a building whoa i think getting ready to jump and somebody was happened to be on the roof and they just started talking whoa he got off the roof but Every time I listen to that song, I get chills. Yeah, yeah. dang. Yeah, because it's just a like acoustic and mm-hmm. I'm singing and that's it. And you're like, dude, this is really intense. Fame does a lot to people. Yeah. Yeah. Jess. Well, soon we'll like, know. Soon, soon we'll hopefully. Know. I'm like, Jess, you've changed. <laughs> you used to you be went from, like, taller. <laughs> you, you went from like two, two coats to three. <laughs> She has to change her coat every other freaking hour, <laughs> but she only has three, so she yeah, I just rotates between rotate. the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will refuse to wear socks. That's going to be my thing. Really? No, I couldn't. I love socks. <laughs> I, I wear socks all the time. I don't like when my feet are touching carpet Anything. or bare floor. No, I, yeah. I even sleep in my socks. Hmm. Like, I will put new socks on and sleep in my socks. Not because of my toenails. New Yeah. socks, too? Yeah, because you have bed socks. Like if well, if my socks are really sweaty, like I don't want to sleep in them, okay, so I'll put new socks on. <laughs> Not because your toenails falling off. Yeah, <laughs> Alex. Alex. <laughs> uh, you brought it's up your spinal turn. tap. Yeah. Okay. Um, another. I played this for you, and I'll explain the plot, and then I'll tell my funny story again. Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, which I also <laughs> have not seen. I played that song for you just like mm-hmm. half an hour ago. The dark side. Very Springsteen-ish. It was good, though. I liked it. I was surprised. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You're like, no, it's good. (laughs) But Eddie and the Cruisers. Okay, so this is the story I wanted to tell you. Is that um, the the story of Eddie and the Cruisers. I think he lip-synced the the song. Uh I think the actor really sang the song. I couldn't tell you who the actor was. 
but I saw that movie when I was eight. Uh, the TV version again, uh, but the plot is there's a doing this from memory i think there's like this journalist trying to figure out what happened to eddie because he's dead and he's just investigating and you're like seeing eddie's story put together like flashbacks and pieces how the band started and uh i I can't believe i remember this from eight (laughs) and so uh the end of the movie i think he's trying to figure out if he killed himself or died in a car crash but at the end of the movie, I think when the news story is playing or the document, something, uh, it's revealed that Eddie's just like this bearded man. Like he just wanted to get away from fame. Whoa. So he faked his death. Dang, Eddie. So the sequel's called Eddie and the Cruisers 2, Eddie Lives. And everybody talks about how that movie sucks. But I was bored today and I decided to look up the Rotten Tomatoes score. And I based my whole life on Rotten Tomatoes. Like if you could have hamburgers on Rotten Tomatoes. That, didn't, that sounded weird. I would I would go off of that. But like, well, <laughs> if there tomatoes. were a Rotten Tomatoes score on hamburgers, yeah. is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, like it showed five critics ate this hamburger and gave it a hundred yeah. rating. Yeah. But then I had another hamburger that was rated at seventy, but it showed a thousand critics ate that burger. I'd go for the hundred percent. Got that's kind of like Yelp though. Yeah, it's not fair. But I mean, that's what we would use Yelp. Yeah. To do. I'm saying it exists. Okay. Sorry. You're in luck. You're uh, in there's luck. There's something called... There's called something called Yelp. Welp? Oh, Yelp. 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 Yes. Uh, Eddie and the Cruisers <laughs> has like a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, so this oh, isn't no. that good either. But it's... You I, know what, I did enjoy it, though, as a kid. My question is, would I enjoy it now being an adult? That would be a good test, definitely. Okay. Because I feel as an eight-year-old... Eight-year-old you know, man, he was like... He'd be a little more impressionable. But that's the thing. I was way into like comic book movies when I was eight, so I'm surprised I sat through that movie mm. going, "Who oh, the dark side? <laughs> you know what, though? That's the thing with those cult classics is that obviously they don't have high ratings. Yeah. Okay. When but you, when people you, love them. When you watch movies with your parents, like when they uh-huh. showed you something like, hey, I watched this when I was a kid. or I'm trying to think of what that would be, but yes. <laughs> Like, my parents really didn't sell it that much. Like, they would just be like, I watched this and this was cool. Mm -hmm. Let's watch it. Watch this when I was your age. Do you think it was more of a, hey, I want to watch this movie and you don't have a choice? Saturdays after Saturday morning cartoons, that was a lot. (laughs) Like the Fox movie of the weekend. That went, I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's either this or outside. That Frisbee's looking pretty good right now. (laughs) Either this or outside. Uh. Um, oh, that's a movie I did want to talk about, uh, cause I wanted, what was it? It was on my list. <sighs> I just saw it cause I, was, I wanted to know if we, it should qualify as a movie. It's gone, but I do have another movie to talk about. Go do the it. Ruddles. Yeah. Yeah. I Which I loved the, the clip that you showed me. Obviously I, I thought that this would be a much easier episode where we would both come up with. But we've seen that things both that good talk about. Yeah, like, but we've seen things that we're like, oh, no, it's great. It's yeah. providing a variety. I just feel bad that I have no idea what you're talking about. The Ruddles, though, great. all you need is I think, I think the first one's called maybe the second one's called All You Needed, All You Need Is Cash. The first and the second one are the same movie because it's just the same footage. It's just mm-hmm. shot with newer people. But the Ruddles is a spoof on the Beatles, and uh, it was created by Eric Idle. 
has Neil Innes, Innes as uh, the main songwriter. Um, he wrote he wrote this song called How Sweet It Is to Be an Idiot. And it's really kind of catchy in the beginning of that song. Um, Oasis actually used for uh, one of their songs. Oh. And he actually sued them. And he won. <laughs> yeah. Oasis is known for, like, taking other people's music. Are they? Yeah. Huh. I enjoy it either way. I think they're still great. I don't think they're as good as the Beatles. So they said they were better than the Beatles. They would. Nah. Noel and what's the other uh, brothers? Liam. Liam. I don't know. I Okay, I obviously have a brother. You know the, about their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like my brother and I have duked it out, but we've duked it out multiple times when we were younger, but we're still brothers. I right. can't turn my back on my brother. Right. There had to have been I mean, I don't know the reason why. I just know that they hate I, each other. Yeah, I, I I've heard they've duked it out a few times too. Yeah. But I don't have a band. I just have a su- successful podcast that right. my brother's always right. trying to take from me, but what else? Yeah. Again, f- you know, fame. 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 Uh, that's what I was thinking too, actually. That's weird. We need to stop no, being not. friends. It's great. Uh, oh, I haven't seen this movie, Rockstar. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it I either. can't. Well, I've tried. My dad loves Rockstar too, and he's played it multiple times, and I just walk out of the room. That's Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah. Okay. And Jennifer Aniston, 1999. Oh, yeah. yeah. Steel Dragon was the name of the band. Steel Dragon. Yeah. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we've seen it. Uh, uh. Uh, there was another band uh, that I brought up, uh, but you don't hear them play. The Shitty Beatles from yes. Wayne's World. Uh, I think that's it. I know I had one more movie because I was going to see if it qualified, but it's gone. Let me go through my list one more time. I'm sorry, Jess. So then my... <gasps> go ahead. Pitch Perfect. Oh, oh, yeah, there, yeah. It's a movie about a band, yeah, for sure. Yeah, interesting. But is it? I've only seen it once, a long time ago. Okay. Is it original music? No. Is Cups original though? Does that the song Cups? I don't think Cups is original. Okay. No. Man, I can't try. All right. But yeah, she's great. We so does it? Her. Would it count though? Because it's not yeah, original music. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, why not? It's a movie about a band. I guess you're right. Yeah, and they all actually performed. That's true. There wasn't any dubbing. Okay, I'll count it. So, all right. My favorite videos to watch of Anna Kendrick though is when she does interviews with Stephen Colbert, because he is also a music theater uh-huh. lover. And they will sing together all the time. Really? It's so good. I'll have to check them out. It's so good. Yeah. I just watched a um, Kevin Hart's YouTube channel. Okay. He has his own channel. It's called Something Fit, but they were playing dodgeball together. Oh. Yeah. Is that what it is? He's doing random. Yeah. Like he was with, uh, who's the other girl from Pitch Perfect? She's also in. uh, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Okay. She, uh. She did an episode with him, and they were doing karate. Oh, okay. But they're like long episodes, so it's not like a 10-minute video. They're like hmm. close to 40 minutes, hmm. maybe 30. I over-exaggerated. But. but, yeah, for YouTube. That's, yeah, I listened well, to that's a, a normal Kevin, episode. Have you, do you like Kevin Hart at all? Or? Uh, I don't have anything against him. I don't really know much of his He did a long 
podcast with Joe Rogan the other day. I was surprised. It was like two hours long. The dude's like on not knocking him. He's on another level though with mm-hmm. how he lives his life. He's always positive. Mm-hmm. He plans out like his how he plans out his like stand up comedy, his tours, how they evolve around his movie schedules. It's like mm-hmm. dude, you're on a whole nother level. You're on a well Never mind. I was going to say Kanye level, but he's on a different mm, level. But on in tongue. an actual, like, yeah, positive way. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then my number one was Blues, Blues Brothers. Blues, I Blues almost Brothers. say Blues Traveler every time. I kept thinking about it today. Were you Who I also Traveler? love. Oh, my gosh. I love Blues Traveler so much. I have nothing so much. against them at all. I can't <sighs> get into them, though. Like, I recognize the musical talent. I just can't do it. I, they come to Boise a lot Mm -hmm. I so I saw them the last time they were in town and here's what's so great is so first of all they're they're great musicians in general but they are those musicians that they'll just start jamming so they'd be in the middle of a song and they would just be jamming together Uh and then somehow three minutes later and you haven't even realized that you're that they were in the middle of a song. They bring it back, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that was hook." Okay, but they just are enjoying Playing their time together. Oh, I was like, they're just which forgetting is so that. cool. Let's bring it back around. Let's just have no, do no. This. I just lo- I love a band that is enjoying what they're doing. You can see their passion mm-hmm. and that they're having fun, and then to be at that level of like they've all played together for so long that they just know. You know, like they know each other. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable watching a band that doesn't like each other. I'm not sure if you've ever witnessed that before. I saw it twice at the same concert. Oof. Yeah. Who was it? With two different bands. Um, So I remember a few years ago, this wasn't the band who did it, but remember when I went to go see like Filter? Mm Mm-hmm. And so there was one band playing there and I don't know, it just looked like the guitarist was getting annoyed, but there was one band there. And the drummer kept on throwing sticks at the guitarist or baseball. Like what? he had, a, yeah. So he'd play, and he just like throw them and then continue playing and throw. Like he had a bunch of sticks, and then you know the first couple of times, like the guitarist was laughing, and uh-huh. then you could tell like he was getting upset. Like he would just stop and look at him. Like what are you doing? Yeah. And he kept on playing, and he would chuck him as hard as he could. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then um, that same night, I couldn't even tell you who the other band was, but the the guitarist was like playing to the girls like in the crowd, and I'm like, okay, this guy's definitely a douche because he was moving his head like oh, this, gosh. and I'm like, uh, dude, you're like 40 trying to be 15, get off the stage. So as he was doing that though, like he would cut in front of the lead singer as the lead singer was like moving around talking, just like he was purposely like stepping in front of the oh lead my singer. Gosh. And finally, the lead singer like shoved him and flipped him off, and like he went back to his spot. But I'm like. It was just really uncomfortable watching yeah. it. Dude, Dang. chill out. Um, but here's another concert story. I didn't witness this, but I heard it from my father and somebody else five years later who confirmed the story. Okay. <laughs> my dad went to a Jacob Dylan concert. Uh, I don't know who that is. Bob Dylan's son. He's okay. part of the Wallflowers. Oh, okay. So he was playing, I think, songs off of his new album or one of his albums. And... As he stopped to change the next song, somebody went, play something good. <gasps> so my dad told me this story. And I was telling this story to like a buddy of mine five years later. I was like, my dad told me, he's like, told me this story. And my friend was like, no, I was there. Yeah, it did happen. It got quiet. I thought you were going to say I was, the your guy. friend was the guy that said that. I was the guy. <laughs> and that was if one he my was, I would have ridden him out. I would be like, no, hey, Jacob Dylan, remember that time you were <laughs> playing here? I know who did it. 
He's right over there. Can I be in your Wallflowers like reunion like, <laughs> concert? Like mm-hmm. I was part of the band the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was eight when this song came out. <laughs> I wrote it. Um. Okay. So blue the Blues Brothers. I like how you did that. Just like the Blues Travelers, Just you like brought the it. Blues Traveler yep. Band we brought it back. Yep. Yeah, we were jamming together. Um, based on talent because they all really played. Their the their band is actual musicians. Yeah. Uh, they actually turned into a real band because of it, um, where they would perform every, like, they would open for other bands. Um, they would also open for, well, they would play for SNL, right? Yeah, so that's how it started. So um, it started as a skit on SNL. They then performed on SNL, and then it turned into a movie. Genius. Um and their first real concert was they were opening they were supposed to open for Steve Martin and like nine of his shows <clears throat> and they were like oh we don't have a band though so then they apparently randomly called musicians uh-huh. and created this band together and oh, it would awesome. just be like hey this is John J- John Belushi uh we have this band that we are trying to find a guitarist for would you be interested that sort of thing yeah. so yeah so it's just in, like the whole scheme of everything what's the what's the plot of the movie so the whole plot is that they are actually uh they grew up in an orphanage and jake who is john belushi Uh um actually gets out of jail at the beginning of the movie Uh and they reunites with his brother they go to the orphanage and they find out that the orphanage is behind on paying its taxes Uh and it's about to be bought by the Board of Education, I think. Um, and so they have to raise $5,000 to save the orphanage. So they decide to get the band back together. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's I just seen one clip thing. from it, and it had Carrie Fisher. I just remember it when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, Carrie Fisher uh, plays an ex of John Belushi. And so she's actually trying to kill him through the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but it, they're just like random... Um, scenes where she's trying to do that uh but also um the whole reason that they decide to get the band back together is there's this great scene where so they're at the orphanage and um they're the main nun lady that Mm -hmm. like raised them or whatever um is so appalled by how they've turned out that she tells them that they need to go back to church and uh there's I don't really know what his role is um, in their lives, but there's someone else that's at the orphanage too that starts talking to them and is like, "You do need to go. You do need to go back to church. Go to this one. You gotta go." Uh-huh. So they go, and the pastor is actually James Brown. Oh yeah, I do, I do remember seeing this. Yeah, and uh, because of his sermon and the song that he sings, uh-huh. uh, Jake is like, oh, we got to get the band back together. And he feels like it's this thing that God has told him that he needs to do. Uh-huh. And so that's why throughout the whole movie, they say that they're on a mission from God. Gotcha. Is Yeah. Did you hear so, that? That was what my was stomach. That? Dang, man. Yeah. And I ate a bunch of chicken. I'm, I need to watch that movie. I, I heard it has one of the like, greatest car chases of all time mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. movie. Yes. They were just crashing into things. Yes. Um, but they don't play because the whole plot is to get the band back together mm-hmm. that takes up most of the movie <laughs> so you don't even hear them play until almost the end really mm-hmm. yeah they go to they do play the show at like a country bar um but they're 
Jake has basically tricked the band into thinking that they have this gig. So when they get there, the sign says that it's a different band. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, man, it's supposed to say one night only, blah, 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 blah. They totally messed it up. And so they go in and um, the bar is like, oh, we play two kinds of music, country and Western. And then they basically just have to play covers of <laughs> songs. They play the um, Rawhide song. Okay. You know? Anyway. Um, but then you don't hear them really play until the end. Well, that's interesting. And that's all, everything I know. <laughs> About the Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Because that was, I feel like I was talking for a very long time. No, you're, you're totally fine. Um, oh, we talked about this um, before the podcast a couple days ago. That it, they did have their own movie. I hadn't seen it, but should it count? The Monkey's Head? Because the Monkey started out. That's what the movie is called? Head. Head? Yes. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I think Jack Nicholson produced it or directed it. Really? Yeah. Huh. It, okay. Yeah, it's terrible, apparently. Like, there's a scene where they're dandruff on somebody's head. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Too much drugs. That's... Huh. I think we just lost one of the monkeys this year. Peter... Peter York? I don't know. Yeah, anyway, I used to watch that show all the time. But yeah, you're right. They became a real band then. Yeah. they. I want to say they were the original formula for a boy band. Something put together by... Were they before or after the Beatles, though? They were... Well, they were after the Beatles, but that's But like, they were, like, put together. I see what you're together. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, NSYNC was all... It was, like, a casting call. Yeah. Yeah. I and see what you're Mike saying. Mike Nesmith, who was the guitarist for the Monkees, he was really upset because he thought when he was cast that he was going to be playing and providing um the music you know for for the show and stuff uh, but he he was like highly mistaken i think they lied to him and there's i remember watching this in the monkey like vh1 tv movie uh-huh. that mike got mad at like one of the directors or producers or something and like went to punch him but instead punched a hole in the wall and it was like that could be in your face and just like walked Oof. off and yeah. that's why you say that to me every time we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> I have walls just all over my house. But we really... both laugh because we're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I did it again. Classic, Classic Manny. <laughs> um, but Michael Nesmith, who was, uh, I forgot the other guy's name for the monkey. He was the drummer, but he was almost considered as the Riddler for Batman Forever. Huh. Yeah. Maybe his name is Michael Nesmith. <laughs> I totally messed it up. But, okay, we should rate these movies. Okay. Okay, putting, putting them out there. Well, the well, hard thing is that I haven't seen all of your movies, though, so I honestly okay, don't know. Okay, going off of what I should... I'm still in the game. I, <laughs> I thought I unplugged. That might have happened. I think we're still recording. Sorry. Uh, okay, going off some of the clips that I showed you, like the Ruddles, just the two things, would you consider it? Okay, but again, it's very important to me that the that the actors actually played. They did. The only person who didn't play was Eric Idle. Was Eric Idle. I don't know, man. Okay. They didn't have a bassist. But they did. It just wasn't Eric Idle. Okay. All right. Throwing it out there. Okay, okay so that's could... your number one. Is that what you're saying? Okay, you rate yours. Tell me what okay, you Okay, I would say Spinal Tap. Yeah. Sing Street. That Thing You Do. Mm-hmm. The Rettles. Mm-hmm. What was my other one? CB4. CB4. I I can drop CB4. You can have CB4. No, we're going to come up with a list together. We're going to figure out what. I just feel like it's not a fair list, though. Yeah, it'll be fine. 
Okay. Um, well, you already know what order I put mine in. So. Okay. So then we'll just mash them together. <laughs> like, here's your list and here's my list. Boom. And then we'll blend just it. blend it. So CB that thing you do. Ooh. When I was a kid, I think I told you this, I wanted to write a sequel to that thing you do. You were that big of a fan of oh, the I loved movie? it. And I was like, you can set it in the 80s, Sing Street, but mm-hmm. you can set it in the 80s. <laughs> and it's their kids who want to get the ba- like, do what their parents did. Yeah. And, like, the lead singer was a girl, and it was, like, New Wave. Ooh. But they remake that thing you do into, like, an 80s hit. Okay. Cover, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Called That Thing You New Wave Do. Mm-hmm. That Thing You Do, like, Hairdo. Or That <laughs> that Thing You Don't Do. Mm-hmm. But you should. Because fame. Again, fame. <laughs> I would say I could drop CB4 in my list and I could add. Because you've explained it so well, I could add the Blues Brothers to my oh, list. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I've just never seen so that glad. Oh, I was going to share that on the podcast. I'm glad you said that as the last one. My Blues Brothers story. Um, when I was going to school, there was this Blues Brothers band. Playing. I thought Dan Aykroyd at least was going to be there. And One would think. Yeah, because my friend was like, I have tickets to the Blues Brothers. We're going to see the Blues Brothers. So I thought it was going to be like Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd because he made such a big deal. He's like, my mom got the hookup. We're going to watch the Blues Brothers. I was like, cool. He's like, it's this concert. Not everybody knows about it. It was just impersonators that were the Blues Brothers. But the Blues Brothers play this song called Rababiskit. And so... <laughs> during uh their set they did like a little intermission they got off and there was like it was like a small little con it wasn't a big concert at all it was just like a dining hall oh no oh no that's why there was a buffet there i was like why why is there food like is it are we going into another like concert area so as uh who's uh john belushi's character jake jake he was the guy who was playing jake was eating some mashed potatoes putting some on his plate and people were trying to talk to him, but it looked like he did not want to be bothered. So I was like, I'm going to make this brief. I'm going to request Rabba Biscuit. So I went up to him. I said, hey, I'm going to make this short and sweet. I was like, are you playing Rubber Biscuit tonight? He's like, no. I'm like, can you? And he was like, yes. And so he went back and the, he uh, the, that was the first song they played was Rubber Biscuit. And so my friends and I decided to dance. We're all like in college. So we're just dancing in front of this, in, in the middle of this, you know. With like 40 other people there. Or yeah, but it's like this, what was it? This dining hall or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call this, like VA. <laughs> <laughs> but older women just came out of nowhere and started dancing with us. Like we were in the zone. And so I just remember like dancing and Tim, remember Tim? Yeah. Uh, Tim was one of the guys dancing. And I was dancing with Tim, just trying to be stupid. And like, we turn around and there's like five older ladies trying to dance with us. Like, you're so good. And I was like, <laughs> uh, <rubber biscuit." laughs> just walk away. But what we, we did to Adam, our friend Adam was, he was like in the zone dancing. So oh. Tim and I were like tying our shoes and we walked away and Adam was just surrounded by these older women he's trying to do his justin timberlake dance moves and stuff i'm like uh we're no longer friends with adam so (laughs) because of that just because of that incident moving on yeah makes sense okay well i think that wraps up this i think you made the right call we shouldn't pick number one because we haven't seen all the films so yeah 
Um, Spinal Tap did have a spiritual sequel, though. Wanted to shout that out. A Mighty Wind, which I've seen pieces of. I need to finish it. It's no Spinal Tap, though. I think I've also only seen pieces of it, but uh, but I just love the ensemble that he brings, that Christopher Guest brings together. Yeah, I love Christopher Guest. <sighs> Catherine O'Hara. They also did a uh, what's his other movie? Waiting for Guffman. Which apparently, Waiting for Guffman is a spoof off of a uh, a company I used to work for called Company of Fools. And wait, really? Yeah. I, not on everybody, but like the uh, rest in peace, John Glenn, who was one of my mentors, like teachers. Uh-huh. I hadn't seen Waiting for Guffman, but he was telling me about it. He goes, Manny, the, the town they live in is Blaine, Blaine County. Like, oh. So huh. he's thinking, he was thinking it was a spoof on their company. That makes sense. Yeah. So I need to watch it. Um, n- since this is a two-parter episode, the other part that we're doing is actually real bands in their own movies Mm -hmm. and i originally wanted to talk about spice world but then jess was like well what if we do real bands and real movies because i mean i can talk about spice world all day yeah me too i was a huge fan me too because don't you talk about capricoons (laughs) (laughs) so we'll be diving into that topic um, Jess, do you have any shout outs or any new listeners like that? Do you know of that you want to say? No, but I know you do. Did I say what ups? I think I did to Morgan and Liz. You said Liz. I don't oh, think you talked about Shout Morgan. out to Morgan, one of our new listeners. So, so I'll give you a shout out. Holla. For a dollar. Oh, no, don't. Cause I'll have to give you a dollar or Jess will. It's fame. A well, do- what's a dollar? You know, yeah. you know what I mean? What's, what's a Capricorn? <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to sound more, um, like, Liverpool, but isn't okay. Anyway, I'll play the clip for you. I don't think she's, isn't it? Or is she Welsh? Uh, isn't it Victoria Beckham that says that? No, it's Sporty Spice. Oh, you're right. She is from Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, thank you to all of our listeners to tuning tuning in for. I can't even talk lately. I'm so tired. Tuning in for another episode of Quarter for the Payphone. Bye. Bye.